At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, old school. Uh, brought to you by the Mercado, certified PMIT, special ingredients, a butcher shop. 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill, every type of meat and every type of cut. Uh, this darkness is upon us, but we have the Christmas lights uh, keeping us uh, keeping us well lit. Austin just made me aware. That's why I always have a good uh, co-partners or co-partners when DP is here. Um, that, we have news out of uh, Nebraska, right? And, and, and I think the, the one thing I was uh, saw today where Nebraska only has four guys in the portal, which obviously shows you it's pretty good, you know, a good situation. But one of the, the guys that uh, could have came back but has recently chosen not to is Omar Brown. He is recently, uh, within an hour, declared for the NFL. What are your thoughts, Austin? Then I'll give mine. Good for him. Yeah. Can't, can't knock the guy for that. Definitely had the best year of the two at Nebraska this year. Um, thought that was a guy that was going to catch on two seasons ago, uh, mm. be kind of an instant impact guy. But FCS freshman All-American played well at Northern Iowa. Uh Maybe took some time to acclimate to the Division One game, but made some nice plays. The interception against Minnesota, maybe not the best throw by Cali Manis, but still a good break on the ball by Omar right. Brown. He was steady. He was solid. It, generally in the right place at the right time. I don't know if he gets drafted. Maybe yeah. he's a day three guy. Probably carve out a, a niche on special teams to start. But right. hey, good for Omar Brown. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you 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 know, you try to. I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't had any contact with him, but, you know, you always want to encourage guys if they have that that urge to go to the league, to go and try to do it as the best they can, the longest they can. Um, I felt he had a good year this year. I think he's one of those guys that adapted well to this new regime of Matt uh, Rule and came in and became a leader. You know, he very easily could have been a single digit, but, mm-hmm. you know, he was number 12. Uh, he was physical uh, in the run. He was a, probably one of the more consistent and steady tacklers, you know, coming from that third level. Um, and, you know, he was on a pretty good heater. Then he got dinged up a little bit, came back, hadn't lost a step, um, competed for the ball, had quite a few pass breakups and some interceptions. So, you know, hopefully he got the best advice he could get. You know, I'm sure that, that Matt Rule and those guys, you know, are able to get him some sort of 
information that he needs. Um, and hopefully he made a, you know, good, you know, educated, you know, decision, not only for him, but, you know, for his football career. And so mm-hmm. you're always happy for him. Uh, and, and, but, you know, you just wish I'm a big believer unless you're like for sure a top three round guy, maybe even four now because they're getting paid that you try to come back. You definitely got to look and evaluate how many defensive backs in your spot, how many teams need it, how you think you can test versus how you're testing, right? Mm-hmm. Realistically, you know, because like me, right? I ran fastest time I ever ran at Nebraska was a four five three. Pretty good for being slew footed, right? Right. Yeah. Once I get those bad boys going, you know, uh straight, I'm going. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, even when Jason Peter was here last week, you know, everybody knows that brother can walk funny, but if I gotta get up and move, man, I can go, you know. But I don't I like to be I always say I'm pimping in slow motion, but uh um, you know, four five three and then uh at the combine I wanted to run, you know, I would have liked to, you know, I was around a four five eight all the way to four six three, and those are pretty good times. Reason why I'm saying that is, I didn't go to the combine thing. I'm gonna run a four three or four four. That's not in my DNA, or at least I didn't get good enough training. Well, let me ask you this: How obvious is it if a guy is four three versus four four versus four five? Because that's a oh, blink a of big, an eye. It's a big difference between if you run a four three, you fast. I remember this is this this clear as day. Two, I remember watching Lawrence Phillips at his pro day. So obviously he went off and trained. And so he came back a few days early. I mean, he looked in, I mean, he was in phenomenal shape, you know, came in there. I think he was like 200 and, you know, high 20s. I mean, he was yoked out the gills. It was always that we had a joke, right? Whereas Lawrence would look at weights and just gain muscles. <laughs> I mean, it was like, he, I mean, like some people look at food and gain. Right. He was just yeah. a genetic freak. I mean, he would, and he was an extremely hard worker. So I think he had to battle, like, not getting too muscle-bound, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he had to keep his flexibility and stuff. But obviously he came back, and he ran, like, a 4-3-4 and had, like, a 36-38 vertical. And I was like, dang, that's – that's. I mean, that's what I used to see every day in practice. But it's, it was impressive. Obviously drafted very high. Mm-hmm. And then the next year or next couple of years, and here comes this dude named Amon Green, who <laughs> oh, I knew he was fast, right? Because, you know – 80-yard run, first play game against Colorado, numerous, and nobody's catching him. Mm-hmm. But my man, Amon Green, ran it. I think I swear to God, I mean, Amon could tell you, I swear to God it was a 4-2-something, <laughs> right? My man, Amon, was running so fast, it did, his arm didn't look like he was moving. I mean, he was <laughs> big, too. Like, Amon's yoked up. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, this high off the ground. You know what I mean? He was, And he's a track guy. Right. My man was rolling. So, yeah, he was fast though. See, Amon. See, there's a few guys when you're in the league, you get a lot of guys that are track fast, okay. but they're not football fast. Mm-hmm. Pads weigh them down just, a little bit. Just, they'll carry it well. Yeah, and they, but then you got some guys that don't run a forty fast that are football fast. Mm. Amon Green's both <laughs> track, football fast, and reality fast, or was you know I mean heck Amon looks like he still be fast, but you know when he played <laughs> he was he was legit. So, you know, that for Omar Brown, he's going to have to test out well. You're going to have to make sure you test out well, um, interview well and all that, and hopefully he's got a good agent that's that's setting him in the right path. I think the biggest thing for Omar, if he can get into one of those, like, all-star games, a bigger mm-hmm. one, like the, was it the Senior Bowl, if he could get in that, that'd be right. great. If not, the Shrine Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, even the Hula Bowl. And I think they have an NFL PA one, too, which is great. And you, Nuri's in one. Yeah, Nuri's in the hula bowl, I think. Oh, gotcha. Okay. If Omar yeah. Brown could get in one of those, I think that once – because he's a dude that I think when the pads come on, he'll separate himself. 
And if he can get in front of more guys, more scouts, more coaches, more former players that are coaching, he'll, he'll end up doing well. Cause he, I mean, he'll, 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 he'll compete. And that's what you need now. You, you got a, a guy that'll tackle. He can play, he has position flexibility, safety, mm-hmm. both, you know, field safety, in the box safety. You can play, do a little nickel and stuff. So, and then, you know, just by his attributes of playing football, you figure that he can play special teams. Is it fair to say that? You just have to have good enough physical traits just to get yourself on the field, and then you can separate yourself kind of like, you know, just be good enough on your homework, and then when it comes time to take the test, you know the answers, you're good to go? Yeah, for sure. You, you know, there there was a guy named um, uh, Roman Harper from mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, Bill Bradley or somebody telling me, he was like, yeah, he'll separate himself when the pads come on. And he ended up playing, you know, 11, 12 years, won Super Bowl with the Saints, played with... Carolina and he does some media work so I see him and he's based in Charlotte ran into him in the airport and he's the same guy I mean he was a good athlete but I'm just saying is if you, you got to be just good enough athlete and then when you get on the field you know let her let your pads do the talking and let your playmaking ability do your talking and there's tons of stories of guys that have been successful doing that so hopefully he you know he's made the right decision for him and his football career um because you know you got a pretty good setup here in Nebraska as far as like NIL and then obviously the, you know, playing another year in the system where you've been successful, but I'm assuming he's got some good advice from Matt rule instead. Cause Matt rules fresh out of the NFL. They got, right. there's still people that he's associated with even prior, even, even his prior time, I think with the giants and stuff like that, where he can use his resources and with his own opinion of where the NFL is and where it's going to where he can get drafted or potentially get drafted or, getting in a situation that, that you can, uh, you know, get your foot in the door and make the team. Because I think the hardest thing for some guys is to get a good legitimate shot. And when you get your shot, you got to take advantage of it. But then once you make it, can't rest on your laurels. You got to max you. Actually, it's almost twice as hard to make it the second year. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm. um, and the third. Now, once you start to become a little bit more of a salary cap issue, as far as how much, you know, your longevity and stuff, then that's where you got to really be smart and know how to navigate the system. So for him, he's got a long road before he gets there, but hopefully he does well. So you want to wish him all the best. And uh, I want to ask you this with him being gone. What, what, you know, with Deshaun Singleton probably coming back, you know, mm-hmm. probably was, a, you know, almost healthy enough to play. I'm sure can't speak for him. He might've been able to play in the bowl game, you know, uh, but then you got Isaac Gifford, mm-hmm. right. And you got some young guys, you know, that are Buford, Buford and Buford, which I think is a plus him coming back. It's like, mm-hmm. You can put him in this class. When or what? What do you? What do you, his Omar's Brown decision? Do you think that affects Gifford or not? Or do, or or what do you think? Gifford played more rover than safety, right? And Brown didn't really rotate down there. No. So, I I don't love the idea of Isaac Gifford at safety. So I wouldn't think it would affect his decision but maybe matt rule and evan cooper see something in him that they're right. gonna and tony white too obviously that they can you know use a versatile player like that and let's say javen wright is the guy they want at rover you know it'd be nice to have isaac gifford's leadership and experience around yeah um maybe it's time to give a younger guy a shot back there so i would prefer a gifford and wright rotation make one yeah. of those guys win the job at rover and slot someone new in at safety yeah that's just my initial read on it yeah, you know, the one thing about both Gifford and, and Javen Wright, they give you, like, position. They're like, there's two guys, but it actually gives you, like, three or four. Because, you you, mm-hmm. you know, you could 
play Javen right on the edge, you know, having blitz and rush. You can do that some with Gifford. You could probably play like a nickel linebacker. You could probably play a rover. Gifford can probably play safety in a pinch. I think he did a couple times this year. Then you get Buford. You know, you kind of got a little bit of a jack-of-all-trade guys back there. Then obviously you got Deshaun Singleton that played really well up until, you know, having a little, you know, kind of freak little knee injury. So, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see what these guys do as decision-making-wise, when or if they're going to come back. Um, like I said, if it's not a guarantee, don't 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 leave – I always to encourage guys and some guys look at me like I'm crazy and it generally works out well is to not leave this place where you have a known place to play football, Mm -hmm. play at a high. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. level if you work hard enough on your weaknesses you can really really help yourself out to get to the next level and with the nil opportunities you know don't be so quick to jump out there and and walk into a locker room and and you're going to be dealing with guys like me or like guys that have a little (laughs) bit more of a mental edge that you're not able to get to yet because there is no (laughs) there is no overseas you know like for you know you, you, you kind of flame out the nba you can go over there like stefan murbury and play and be an icon. There's no mm-hmm. more, you know. Yeah, you got the XFL and all that stuff, but CFL doesn't CFL count. CFL doesn't Man. count. They they have a small number of Americans up there. And also, before we continue to go, big shout out to Yoshi Hardwick, man. Mm-hmm. He uh, is hitting. Finally, he, he he's playing it up there at CFL. I ran into him. Great dude, man. Great dude. I'm gonna he have lives him on. two houses down from my wife's uncle. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. him in. Uh, great, great dude. As the more he plays, he's been playing up there. He's getting iconic status up there, especially if, with his team and his franchise, and, and he's doing really, really well. He's in Winnipeg, is that Winnipeg, right? Winnipeg, yeah, yeah, and they've been in the championship, I think, four or five years in a row, and they've won two or three. Nice. So it's like championship or bust up there, so I'm really happy for him because felt like he rotated some in Nebraska, and he was probably good enough to be starting, but he he's had the hard road, you know, not getting drafted, go down to Tampa, free agent, then he kind of had a cup of tea in New Orleans or vice versa, you know, could have very easily just – Packed it in, went up to Canada, worked on his pass sets. You've seen, I've seen videos of him when he when he's out there pass setting in the driveway, and he does a lot of stuff with linemen around here. So I want to give a big shout out to him, and because he's back now for a little while, I saw him at the, I forgot where I saw, him. I saw him last weekend. So I'm gonna try to get him in, and uh, you know, so he can give update on his career. But um, you know, back to you know Nebraska or the players. You know, you just got to be very careful when you make this decision because just because you're good here, it's not like it was in the, you know, I'll keep, and I'll say it, like the 80s, 90s, and probably 70s. When you were, if you were a good player at Nebraska, 
there's a high chance that you're going to get drafted or you're going to get a le- legit shot in the NFL. That is not that's not the case anymore. It's not, and I would have loved to have been around to see the media coverage back when you guys were, were playing. Like, how were NFL draft you know prospects talked about similarly and differently? Yeah. Like right now, I think there's a big focus on how many draft picks is this school producing. Right. But the vibe I get from you and other guys that you bring in here and we see around the station is. Y'all didn't really care. Like, yeah, you wanted to be drafted high, but it was about the job in front of you. And I'll say this, too. Yes, more draft picks is typically better, right? The more talent on your team, the better. But I also think the the overall talent level has dipped a little bit. There are fewer draftable prospects at Nebraska now. So when there is a draftable prospect, I think the fans glom on him. Oh, yeah, he's an automatic surefire. We'd be stupid not to pick him day one, day two when he's probably a day three guy at best. It'd be a reach to take him any earlier, but it's just been so long since there's been that consistent flow of not even first and second round, but even first and second day picks that the perspective I think of the general Nebraska fan is skewed, maybe making a a good player into a great player. Yeah. You can talk yourself into some stuff, but I think (laughs) this, you know, obviously in the past, you know, need to develop guys a little bit more. And then Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, when you win, a lot more things come to you. So right. for us, we were winning. And so you're going against the best of the best every day in practice. So you just kind of just went with the flow. And, you know, look, we've had guys go first round. They never mentioned it. We never thought about, we never talked about, you know, the NFL or getting drafted or what we were going to do in the locker room. We were hundred percent focused on winning because coach Osborne, you know, he, he set the tone and everybody just bought into it. And that's, he's like, look, you win more, you're going to be thought of in a higher, higher, you know, higher light, and everything will come to you. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you had to make some sacrifices, you know, in order for the team to win, you know, and the, and everybody had to. But you, that's in, on any level. You're not going to have a championship team without championship mentality and championship play people making sacrifices. You're just not right. If you want an example of, okay, uh, the Chicago Bulls with Jordan. Scottie Pippen had to be, you know, Robin to Batman, right? You had Horace Grant, who was a perennial all-star, had to be the third option. Now, granted, Dennis Rodman's a little different because he wasn't thinking about scoring, but you had different guys go there. You had Tony Kukoc that came off the bench. He's Mm -hmm. a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Came off the bench, Mm -hmm. right? Was thought of as, you know, a next-level player coming over from Europe. He came off the bench. Golden State Warriors. Andre Iguodala, we talked about Singleton. We talk about all the guys that, that made that Golden State Warriors first team mm-hmm. great. Draymond Green obviously really wasn't a – well, he was a scoring threat actually coming out of college, what people don't understand, and his first time in, when he played in the league in the preseason. If you go back, he used to kind of cross people up. Not kind of. Mm-hmm. He had some game to him. Nice with it. But what he did was accept his role, make a huge sacrifice – and go on about and in, in being a championship, you know, mm-hmm. piece. A guy that they, he hasn't won any championships, but he's at the L.A. Clippers, and everybody always wonders why he's in every single trade. Is P.J. Tucker? Mm-hmm. He played. He has played seven games in a row, seven games in a row without scoring a point. But he starts, and he always is guarding the the number one option for the opposing team. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate sacrifice. You could go on tons and tons of team. You can go back to win. The Dallas Cowboys are really good, right? Where Emmitt Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. Alvin Harper would have been a number one somewhere. Jonathan Taylor with the 49ers way back in with Joe mm-hmm. Montana. 
he's the number one receiver. But Jerry Rice is over there. You have to do that in order to win championships. But guess what? You win championships and everything essentially comes to you. Maybe not right away because that's where the, you know, in our case, the first round picks, you know, they go first round. But eventually the lessons that you learn when you make those sacrifices, if you're able to take advantage of it, allows you to play uh, maybe a little bit longer in the league. And, and it all starts with winning at Nebraska. I can promise you this. Nebraska turns turns this thing around and gets six, seven, eight wins. There will be a lot more guys getting drafted because it's it's subconscious decisions. Well, they they will have played better, but right. also they'll be thought of differently. Both are true. Exactly. Like, oh man, they must have really had a talent uptick to go from five wins to eight. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how hard it is is to win a game. So when you can go from four or five wins to eight, and say you do it in back to back years. Well, then you're going to have people really doing some deep diving into your talent. If you want another example of where you start to slowly but surely get guys drafted higher, look at Maryland. They went six games, won seven, won eight last year. Mm-hmm. Banks the first, goes first round pick. Now, granted, he tested out well and had good tape, but you could be that good and slip into the second or third round if you're on a four or five win team, right? If and, Rutgers got to a bowl game last year, maybe Pacheco's gone in the fourth round instead right, of the seventh. Right. I mean, it's it takes a little bit because they don't send as many scouts there. And if you're playing a position that's not a position of need, which is running back is definitely not a position of need because they they will they like drafting guys late like Pacheco and and so forth and so on. And you don't have that. You know, people get there, and so instead of say 32 teams be, are there for your pro day. You might only get twelve, and it's not that you'll get an area scout there versus, say, like a, you know, regional scout or assistant GM or a GM there to watch you. And those are the guys that really have a throw away or have a lot of weight to throw around in the war room. So, you know, a lot of it's timing, but you 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 tend to create your own timing when you you know really have an uptick in the wins and losses. We talked about it with me, you, and DP, the all conference stuff. Mm-hmm. We have some probably players that are just comparable to the ones that made maybe second or third team. They they probably have more wins, and so you know really the the focus on this it should be win, and that's how you get drafted higher. That's how you're able to actually have realistic decisions whether you want to go to the pros or not, and then also the the learn the learning lessons that you learn help you stay in the league a lot longer as well. The yeah the the arrival is one thing, but the staying. Yeah. Seems completely different, right? Like you have to do what got you there, what you're successful at, but kind of that evolution where you don't lose yourself, but you add to. And, you know, you talk about some of those guys that had to completely evolve their games. I mean, even like Sean Livingston, yeah. right? You brought him up before. Dude was a three level score, but what right. did he do? He became a master of the mid range, provided that change of pace yeah. for the Warriors. So that's something that's always fascinated me looking into the mindset of a pro athlete from a distance is how well some of those guys are able to adapt to new roles and take them on and how stubborn some other guys are in accepting either when the times come or (laughs) that they had to do it at all to begin with. Hey man, that, 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 that's hard to do, man. I will tell you one of the, one of the mistakes I made, uh, now physically it was, you know, my neck and stuff, you know, probably would have had to hang it up, but I'm just saying just if I could do one thing different Mm -hmm. and this is barely like anything different. I wish I would have when I came back after my my leg being broke and and all that stuff with my ankle and stuff that I wish I would have came back maybe a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. The game was starting to change, right? From and I was already fine. To, I, you know, I was you know I never was a like oversized linebacker, right? But 
coming back at 240 after that type of injury versus, say, you come back at, like, 232, it's a huge difference. See, you mentioned the difference between, like, a 4-3 and a 4-5 and 232 and 240. Right. To me, that doesn't seem like that much. But you guys are just so in tune with your bodies at that level that that makes that big a difference. It does. Um and and I mean, and you're always thinking. I mean, even maybe even a little bit lower than that, you know, just because, you know, you figure like at that point in time, the the experience and in, in the you know savvy can take over and, and mm-hmm. physically, you know, if, being physical is more of a mindset, you know. Like, granted, you can't be 200 pounds playing middle linebacker, <laughs> but you know, if you're watch me, <laughs> right? Yeah, you can, but you won't last that long. So, you know, that that's probably that. But it doesn't eat me up enough because I was doing it with the right intentions and then it eventually worked out but i think to get back to the level i would have liked to have been at give myself more realistic chance maybe so but you know you always you know try to play the what if game but you know physically uh you know i couldn't have been able to do it you know after that that last uh couple hits there with my neck so anyways good uh segment congrats to omar brown uh making a decision to move on and, and try to you know chase that nfl dream we gonna take a quick break come back we'll talk about a little bit transfer portal and uh what we hope to see, let's say, within a week, right? If we'll have a decision or not. Jay Foreman, Austin, we'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.